the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Your calls when you call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, or come by Millburgers. If you like gray, it's a beautiful day out here at Millburgers. <laughs> Well, you don't have to worry about sunblock. You don't have to worry about sunblock, nor wind. Check out our flags. And the pic- fl- pictures are better than that. You know, you're right. That's a good point. Yeah. So what is the, uh, what's one of the most picturesque things out here? You were walking, and <laughs> I saw you looking at stuff. Yeah. I checked out the blue bonnets. How are they looking? Two, two blooms on the white. White? Okay. I wonder if that's the one I saw last week. Maybe. Could, could be. Oh, that's could exciting. You, could you... You mean you couldn't tell whether it was white or blue? or No, I could tell it was white. No, I said oh. to Jerry we had one that was blooming. Yeah. Uh, long stalk coming out of the little hunker-down yeah, thing. Yeah, there's uh, several stalks. So if you out. want a blooming white blue bonnet, you need to head here now. <laughs> there's two of them. Two you know, of them. Two yeah. six-packs or just two two blooming? I didn't look. I'm, okay. They're all in six-packs, right? Oh, I thought you meant the Well, f- they're five ninety nine. Uh huh. Is that for six-pack? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yep. Okay, so there's two six packs, well, with one pl- one plume and flat in each. And did you see the Belinda's dreams? Yep, still they've thinned out, but uh, yeah, there's but still they plenty st- of them over there. And they you know, still look you good? know what else is happening? Uh, of course, we got a, all of the a lot of snapdragons here in pansies yeah. looking good, but uh, in the gardens the uh, snapdragons are performing as we predicted. They're the starting to the foliage is starting again from the <laughs> surface and then uh looks like they'll be uh they're probably three weeks away from some blooms yeah but well there's the the they're supposed to freeze down a little bit uh and they we always talk about that pause always they always figure out some way to take a break in the middle of the <laughs> winter time so well they they deserve a break after all that uh i uh I see they got a good supply of alyssum out there. Oh, good! Oh, gosh, and that purple in that something. Yeah, yeah, the purple's pretty, but it's not fragrant like mm-hmm. the white is. Now, is this is this something you can really smell? Yeah, yeah, I stopped I, and smelled. I can smell it. I just wondered if he. Oh, did you your age, did you, you sniff it? <sighs> oh, the alyssum, yeah, it's yeah. pretty easy. Man, Calvin's on a tear today. I know. Your age. You know what? <laughs> it, what has disappeared from? The market and gardens is the stocks. I, mine are just not repairing themselves at all, and huh. they don't seem to be. The wholesalers don't s- seem to be pre- 
Well, maybe they're producing them for a little later in the season again. Yeah. Well, that, I understand they're, they take a long time to grow. Yeah, they're, they're slow to grow. Yeah, they're, they don't uh, get all excited about uh, stocks like they do some of the other, like yeah. snapdragons or <laughs> even zinnias and things. I can't, I can't see that there are any strawberries left. <laughs> No strawberries left. Well, oh, no. They, they took them off the... But plenty of spinach. Yeah, plenty of spinach. Can you still pick it and eat it in the car? Yeah. Okay. You can eat it. Look at that lady. She's looking. Is she eating it? No, she's okay. picking one out. <laughs> but it doesn't matter as big as those leaves are on that thing. Should we you be can, able to hear? You yes, can, you should. You can have a... Can you hear? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Can you hear this? Can I, can, I can plug you into a different one. <laughs> but yeah, we're the uh, does that help? Anything helping? Not yet. Huh. Yeah, you can you can have a harvest of spinach for your salad right after you get home, and uh, it'll grow back. Protect those big leaves. Take some of the, a lot of those big leaves off. Uh, so it's it's looking good spinach. <laughs> the uh, it see what okay. else? The uh, Strawberry sold out, look like. Spinach still available. Blue bonnets, uh, the white one. There's a, about two plants out there that's got a got a little bloom bud that are, is getting ready to open. You can see the white petals. So uh, it always is earlier. The white is. Yeah, you've mentioned that before, that that's one of the yeah, first ones to bloom. It's been, it's a vigorous thing. I mean, which is interesting. It was, it was the first one uh, we selected out of the wild. Uh, and uh, uh, it's been extremely vigorous ever since. So, uh, and I got a picture of uh, Lady Bird Johnson when she was younger all excited and laughing and pointing at a white one in the wild. So uh, I, I guess Lady Bird doesn't, she, she appreciates all colors mm-hmm. of the blue bonnets. You've you, you got a look on your face, yeah. I, was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I use that. I keep that in my slides. I, I think her people gave you hell, is that correct? Or? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. They still do, I guess. Oh, okay. And we, you know, I, I offered to turn all those colors over. Is there, to a, is there a presentation at the uh, in the greenhouse? No. Oh, because uh. I see all that traffic is heading. <laughs> uh, I think so. Well, there is a presentation here next Saturday. David Rodriguez is going to be here. There you go, the man talking about fruit trees. <laughs> uh, and Millburgers has fruit trees in, and we'll get more in during the week. So. It's a, you can, uh, David can talk about the fruit tree that you're looking for, find it, and then you can uh, come come get uh, it here at Millburgers. 10 a.m. till 1130? 11.30. 11.30 Yeah. I said, uh, growing a home fruit orchard. Yeah. How to plant trees in the backyard. Uh, learn all you need to know about backyard fruit production. And David will share his experience and expertise in growing fruit trees in your yard or on your patio. Mm-hmm. In addition to citrus trees, this seminar will 
address a variety of fruit trees as well as plant selection, planting, and maintenance, and insect and disease control. And then uh, there'll be a follow uh, the seminar will be a question and answer section. So that's session. Uh, that's good. Yeah, deal. and David does a good job with that. Yeah, he sticks around and yeah. Uh, he uh, <laughs> something's happening in greenhouse. Uh-oh. I don't know. All the people are moving. I mean. <laughs> Calvin. Do you want to go check it out? It's gonna no, be I'm going to. Trace is coming this direction. It's going to be okay, Calvin. Oh, Calvin's getting I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm just curious. I, it was, uh, and you know about curiosity. Yeah. Killed the cat. Killed the cat. Poor cat. <laughs> so, oh, now Trace is walking off. Oh. <laughs> I think it's nickel beer night. Nickel beer night. <laughs> in, in the uh, greenhouse. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Yeah, um, I'll look on the thing. What, what else, looking? No, that's the first thing on the agenda today. Not the twenty eighth. Yeah, you don't see one. I don't. No, I don't. No. Maybe they're just uh, saving, getting a seat for Davis thing. And probably a lot of people are going to get here early for that. <laughs> not this early, huh? No, I don't know. You know What's David's what? very popular. <laughs> Well, let's see. That's next Saturday, right? The twenty eighth. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're also hey, going to have a. Excuse me. What's happening in the greenhouse? What's happening in the greenhouse? All the. All right. Calvin is now asking about the greenhouse. I think. Uh, all right. Those people going out there. Uh, <laughs> he's just suspicious. You know, I guess not, <laughs> nothing. Get off our lawn. Secret. <laughs> yeah. It's secret. All these. Uh, <laughs> it's a secret cult. It's, uh, it's a rutabaga. It's the rutabaga <laughs> meeting. Yes, yeah. uh, there there were at least five people going into the. Uh, <laughs> and well, that's that's the national that's, rutabaga. Well, that, then I, if there were five, then I should have known better. Because <laughs> we've never had more than four before. <laughs> and also remember that uh, is that next Saturday, January twenty eighth. Uh huh. The blood drive. The blood drive. Yeah. Eleven a.m. to three p.m. Gift of life. Mel so. Burgers, we're going to talk to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center today. Uh, you think she'll tell me the... Uh, oh, they got some cookies now. What? Is that right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, one time they had uh, Church's Chicken Coupons. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Oh, what, yeah. What, what I remember it? how excited Jerry you got. Oh, yeah. You were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave blood sugar. Oh, my arm. Oh. And they didn't give me anything. Oh. But anyway, do, do you know that oh, it seems like the blood drive is always when David's over here? Have I think they try that? to coordinate it so that is people that right? can come and do both. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good deal. But anyway. All right. I got a question from somebody who called me. Okay. And they said their crepe myrtle has dropped all its leaves. Should they be concerned? No. no. It should be bare. Bare is your it's, baby butt. What is this? Is this, uh, <laughs> this is not even December. This is January. Yeah. Middle uh, of, well, beyond the middle of January. All right. So it's okay. Don't panic. Yeah. All right. In fact, in the old days, yeah. if they hadn't dropped their leaves by now, we would be talking about... You should probably do something to encourage them. To, yeah, what what would we say? We would say, don't well, don't, water, don't fertilize them right now. But okay, the, the, we're talking the about idea. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to kick them into any kind of yeah. new foliage. But uh, I, on peaches, if the Calvin's we we blow the leaves off with a cosine, 
You know, when you yeah, but that's too late for that. Uh, yeah. Well, has yours bloomed? No, it's start just starting. But the but the uh, November first was always the target date for the cosine. Yeah, right. And uh, we're pretty slick. My uh, let's see, I, I checked uh, after last week's program, and I had the buds were on there. All right. So they're You're swelling the, a little the bit. The Florida King. And I did go, go in ahead and prune the June gold. All right. I didn't get any more pruned than that, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the... Uh, Uh-oh, we got, a, we got a call. Okay. Elizabeth is on the line. Uh, 210-308-8867. Hey, Elizabeth, what should know? From Class 1? Is this Elizabeth? Yes. From, yay, Elizabeth. Yes, here I am. How are you guys? We're doing okay. It's a nice gray day. Are you out gardening? No, I took, a, I took a ladybug outside from inside and put him out on the salvia coccinia, but um, it's too cold to garden, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of in between. It's, it's kind of nice. It's chilly, but well, no. it's it's better to be right now drinking a little coffee, thinking about the garden. There you go. Right, yeah. planning. Did, yes. Yes. Well, did you I name wanna, your ladybug and? Like no. I did with my butterfly, and I, when I, I set it free, it's like a real born free moment. It isn't Vinny. No, I didn't the, name him. <laughs> Let's see. I should have. Based on <laughs> Vinny the Vinca, it would be uh, Buggy, Lady <laughs> Buggy. That's, that's who it was, Lady Buggy. Thank you. Oh, good. And thank you guys for <laughs> what, your wonderful program. It? Oh, thank you. What color was the ladybug? Uh oh. Red. It was red. Okay. Yes, okay. He was thinking he would catch it. Cucumber beetle. No, oh. I was thinking, you know, that there. there's a, a, le, a ladybird bug, <laughs> ladybird bug, that uh, that they released in in Dallas to take care of the. There's aerial photographer. No, no, not aerial photographer, but take care of the re weevils, I guess. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, and the then. This is an Aggie deal, and even after they released them, they realized that they like to overwinter in the house. Oh yeah. Oh no. And so huge swarms of those things were seen in the house. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, uh, I was thinking you were thinking about cucumber beetles because they're everywhere yeah. this yeah. year. Now the cool the. Cool weather has kind of thinned them out, but for for a while you couldn't. Every plant there that you've got had, had cucumber beetles. Yeah, people were worried about uh, after the peaches and plants bloom that those cucumber beetles, uh, six spotted or eight spotted uh, cucumber beetles, were eating the petals off. And, and we, we always said, oh, "Don't worry about them." Right, but. They they are in f- they were in fact hitting the plants pretty hard. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know what was ever determined on that deal. But, well, thank uh, you, Elizabeth. Thank you, guys. All right, I'm sure Lady Buggy appreciates it. He does. <laughs> thank you guys so much. God bless you. you. Thank you. Bye, right. Bye Elizabeth. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Trace is on the porch with us. Are you munching on cheese? What is that? Yes. Okay. That's all right. Well, we, why are you his father? No, I didn't know what it was. It was oh. cake or so cheese. You know, when it gets cold, the ladybugs go to sleep. 
Yeah. So those ladybugs don't want to go to sleep. That's why they're going in the house. Oh, <laughs> that happens. They're little kid ladybugs. They don't want. They're just maybe watching they, TV. Maybe and, they sleep in the house. I don't. Know. Do well, it's got to be cold. That's, I mean, that's how they catch them. As in the mountains. So at night, it, really? get, it gets cold. They go to sleep and and hover together and yeah, something like that. <laughs> and they go and scoop them up. Uh, a little earlier in the season, you can get really thick. Oh, a, yeah. On a door or on a people, window, yeah. <laughs> people are raising hell about those things. Because, I mean, they're big bundles of them. Yeah, they, 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 most, it's charming to have two or three. Yeah. When there's uh, 150, <laughs> yeah. it, it must be some kind of conspiracy, some bug, uh, yeah. b- bug conspiracy. Or something. And I don't care what people say. They do bite and they hurt. Ladybugs? Yeah. Ladybugs? They're carnivorous. Elizabeth, you be careful. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's like a little pinch. Oh, okay. Have you but ever been bitten? Yes, I have. You have? Yeah. What were you doing to that ladybug? Uh, it was un- it was under my shirt somehow. <laughs> got got, oh, got no. my neck. Oh, no. And you sell ladybugs, right? Uh, I will when we have enough traffic. Okay. So uh, probably starting about Valentine's Day, we'll... Different lady do that. A different breed, though. Right? And that's for aphids? Do I remember right? Anything smaller than them that would be okay. a good answer. Yeah, they're, they're, they're bad. On, they're supposed to be good, bad on uh, uh, aphids. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a, an interesting issue, too, on the uh, butterflies. Yeah. Uh, on the uh, milkweed because of the... Uh, the aphids have uh, that really are attracted to the milkweed. And yeah, yeah. We get Jerry and I have gotten questions uh, for a while there every every weekend about you know if you're if you've been taught for years and years and years to control those aphids and and then you you get your milkweed and, the, and there's aphids <laughs> on there you say. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. We got to do something to get rid of those aphids. Well, well of they're course. they're real pretty. The the yellow one is yeah, beautiful. Yeah, basically glow in the dark. Yeah. I like the orange ones. The what, what red ones? Orange, orange. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, we told people about David uh, next Saturday, yes. ten to eleven thirty, and the blood drive. And uh, David was speaking on fruit trees. How's the fruit tree selection? I'm guessing it's good. It's better than it was a week ago. Uh huh. Okay. So and probably two thirds of the stuff's come in. I think the only thing we're really missing is a few oddball trees, and I want to say blueberries. Oh, that's from a different source. Yeah. Okay, they won't freeze. <laughs> So we have that. That's absolutely free. Just show up. Don't have to register, right? No. All right. Just be here and uh, give David a hard time. Bring a uh, notebook and something to write with so you can uh, take notes. Uh, Let's see. And then the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center will be here. They're going to come speak with us at 1 o'clock today, we hope. That's good. Yeah, they'll talk about the blood supply in San Antonio. The recommendation is that you, at least my recommendation, is that you... Uh, if you're going to come out, uh, you can do walk-ins. We'll ask for sure. But uh, but if you want to save time, energy, uh, just go online and register if you know you're coming out. That way you'll lock in. And it helps them too, right? It, it definitely helps them because then they know how many buses to bring. No, that's that's a big thing. So. Yeah, they'll, they'll bring as many as they can Oh, absolutely, use, yeah. yeah. So you can it just get through oh. there in a hurry. That's right. And uh, everybody is happy if you... Oh, a whole yeah. lot of people come and give a bud. So oh, what else is? Oh, I ahead. noticed the uh, amaryllis bulbs are still 
on sale for two for fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Have they have they started bri- uh, sprouting? So, some of them have. So those are in transition right now. Oh. So uh, we are we still have them. Some, okay. Some uh, some I think there's four or five colors. Uh, but we're gonna go ahead and pot them up. Okay, that'll be good. I okay. bet you'll be able to sell them. I, I'm thinking so. Because we've, we've been getting some from other vendors that are already blooming, and uh, we might as well just pot our own. Yeah, that's go. cool. That's a good but idea. But they are sprouting right now. Uh, two-thirds of them have started sprouting. Okay, good. We, we kept them inside this year, so they didn't get rained on or anything yeah, to, yeah. to encourage them to start sprouting. A good deal. Are those geraniums? There are geraniums over there. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty colors. So we got in a new sale pot. Oh, I think I saw them. Put them out. So it's a six-inch pot called White Garden. Uh, so it's kind of terracotta, kind of white. So um, a light, light orange. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, so a six-inch pot normally is three ninety-nine. Guess what we have them on sale for? Two twenty-five. No, it's going <laughs> to no, be uh, six for ten dollars. I don't know. Four for a dollar. What? What? And then next week uh, or so, I should have some saucers as well. <laughs> what is the situation on the, contain- That's great. the big containers? Have you got all three sizes still left? or You lost yeah, me. What are we talking about? The very big ones out there. The containers, the uh, pots, the clay pots. Oh, the big ones are all gone. Um, we did get in another batch of, I think they're 18-inch. That it's still a good deal. I think yeah. they're regularly sixty-five-ish, and we've got them on two for a hundred. So, what could you put in the little four for a dollar? If I if I got if I got just four, you know me. Uh, a lot of people are buying them for herbs. Yeah, that was my first thought. Um, first thought is it's not quite yeah. as big as a gallon pot, but it's certainly cheaper than a one-gallon nursery pot. Why not plant your tomato in oh, that to start it to start pot. it and then transplant later? Then you. Then you can use it for something else afterwards. That's a neat idea. Yeah. Well, and then I mean, if you want and the to saucers are, are going to be extra, right? The saucers are going to also be four for a dollar. They're not here yet. Okay. Those They're, are. Uh, I don't know if I can wait till next week. Pansies. Well, there's another eighteen thousand of these <laughs> six-inch pots. <laughs> so we'll coming. be okay. Okay. We've got we've got like ten thousand here. Well, it's probably more like uh, nine now because we've That'd sold be fun. so many. <laughs> so Milton better sign. I picked his four out of that. I know. <laughs> four for a dollar. That's great. You said the the big ones were gone. What are, what are the, those? No, those are the. That's are, the eighteen inch. Yeah, the big big ones. You remember the, the big, huge ones? Oh yeah. The twenty four inch are gone. The size the thirty of, inch are gone. Okay. That no. was there. That one. That thirty was the size of a Volkswagen. I think. Uh, <laughs> it, you could uh, sure. <laughs> okay. Did somebody come after him in a truck? <laughs> well, I guess they had to. So we right? only had well, at twenty-four inch, we only had about four hundred of them. So, okay. when people people saw that, they were buying. Well, we sold one person twenty-six. Uh, first day we put them out. <laughs> oh, then the thirty-inch ones, I think we only got a hundred, and um, so that that played out pretty quick. Hmm. We still got people asking for the wish list for that pot. It's <laughs> not going to happen again. <laughs> it was a one-time closeout. <laughs> yeah, that's neat. Huh? It's a that's a good deal. Anything else exciting? Got the Belinda's Dream. I saw we that We do, one. and there's one behind I you. I know. Uh, somebody picked out. Yep. I picked that one out. Oh. Well, can we give it its last rights? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can hear it crying. I like the fact that it had the little 
spike coming up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Milton and I walked by and looked at them last week, and he said, they're small. You know, they've been cut back. Sure. <laughs> and I said, they're going to get big. Yeah. They're going to get big as a rose bush. Well, just, just in my normal fashion, um, I booked everything he had, so nobody else is going to be able to get them. Oh, there you go. So, uh, but they're hard to get, right? Look forward to a, a future ad. I'll, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I can't tell you when. Okay. Yeah, that's they're pretty beautiful plants for this time of the year. In fact, I, 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 they probably won't freeze. They have a lot freeze. But if I was going to grow them, I think I would uh, protect them from any freeze we might have in February. Uh, because the foliage is fresh and pretty and everything. Well, I was told they put together 40 new greenhouses. So my assumption is they put them in a greenhouse to, for wintering. Um, but anyway, there's another like 500 of them. Oh, great. Scheduled, oh. scheduled for the future, and that's all there is. And oh, that, my goodness. That is Belinda's dream, it, by it the is, way. Yes. That is Belinda's dream. Yep. All right. <laughs> We're going to take a break while we do. Give us a call. 210 308. This is just sounding like a murder mystery. 8867 210 308 8867. Toll free 866 308 8867. Back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9 30 a.m. The Answer. Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 and toll free 866-308-8867. All right, what else is going on, Calvin? You mentioned the um, what did you mention? The snapdragons or this? Yeah, well, the snapdragons are. Uh are recovering as as predicted, but we all, if you still want, it's still going to be four weeks before they start blooming again. So if you got, if you want color in your cut flower garden, uh, we got plenty of snapdragons here. And then, of course, pansies, lots of pansies here. So we uh, ha- we did an, an accident. Uh, I want to say it's on purpose, but it was an accident. Okay. Mary potted up a, like a 14-inch pot with primrose. And it got left out for that 19 or whatever, 16, whatever we got. Yeah. They looked horrible the next day. They looked worse and worse. And today they are spectacular. No. Very oh, interesting. No. How many? I mean, is it a big enough sample? that? It was uh, five or six in a 14-inch pot. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Huh. Y- you know, you af- after the freeze, of course, these were the ones you had covered. They look very nice after the freeze, yeah. So the, this this had uh, everything blaring at it and in a pot instead of the ground. So uh, they are so much sturdier than we thought they were. Well, that's good. Yeah, if you're uh, unaware of those uh, primula or primrose, they they're pretty spectacular. That they they grow like a pansy in structure and everything, but the the blooms and the leaves are like they're wax. Special wax construction, yeah. and uh, <laughs> the color the colors are so intense and yeah. so thick. Uh, you might you, you need to check them out just if you've never used them. Justin. And right. uh, especially okay. now that the uh, 
a lot of people were had problems with uh, their uh, what are what are our other shade lo- lovers starts with the C. Uh, cyclamen. Cyclamen. <laughs> this might be. This would be another alternative. Uh, let's see. We'll have we'll have the rest of January, uh, February, March, April. Still have four months of good color from them, and uh, yeah, they should make it to Easter. Yeah, with, with not too much of a problem. And gosh, just take, just come in and take a look at the the ones that are in the uh, in, on display here. If you uh, yeah. never experienced them, they don't they don't uh, jump out of the container. They're but they're like pansies, you know. So they're six or eight inches tall and mm-hmm. and very and the the colors. What do we we always describe the co- the colors as uh, clown? Yeah, clown. like like yeah, the show maker. show you, color. You came up with that. Yeah, it was Calvin today. Yeah. Yeah. The clown paint. <laughs> Cla- cl- um, show paint. He, I yeah. think he was uh, frightened as a young child <laughs> by, by <the> clowns. clowns. <laughs> it's possible. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I have to tell you about the uh, uh, folks over at Spider Man Termite and Pest Control because if it's bugging you. If you're hearing the scritchies in the uh, the ceiling, if uh, the roaches are running around and you're not at Jerry's house and you don't want them anymore, look at all those people coming out of the greenhouse, Calvin. I know. It. What is up with that? Um, then you want to uh, give the folks over at Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control a call. Warren Remy and uh, all the folks over there have been doing this since 1976. Warren Remy probably, uh, certainly in San Antonio, one of the most respected uh, pest control companies uh, because of his knowledge and because of his approach. Customers are happy with Warren, love him to death. Uh, and uh, when you go to his website, GoSpidermanPest.com, you will see uh, some great reviews uh, for the guys over there. So uh, if you're looking for a pest control company, give them a call, 210-656-3721, 210 3721 or online at go dot That's go You know, I bet he's got a solution for the ladybugs going in the house. Oh, I bet he does. I don't know if well, people like the solution, but I bet he has one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he, he, the, his typical conversation about that will be just like we had. You know, they're, they're desirable in this way and they're negative in this way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Okay, here's all the information. Make the decision. Trace can't forgive well, them for biting him. Yes. You, oh, you, that's you, right. You need to be bitten, and then you will have a... Uh, yeah, you won't. Yeah, yeah the, the, what do they call that thing? Is it Asian ladybug? That's what I was something trying to like think of that. when you were... Uh, yeah. Uh, I think something to do with the yeah. foreign nation or continent. How do you spell uh, Warren's last name? Uh, Remy, R E M M. Are you writing down? Yeah. Yeah. R-E-M-M-E-Y. Mm-hmm. Warren Remy. Now, it's that's a... Al- that's uh, almost... Uh, so what is better... Oh, okay. Jerry, what is better to get bit by one of those uh, uh, ladybugs or to get bit by the... the uh, <laughs> Ones that those little bugs that uh, Milton, Milton blackberry get, bitter bugs. Yeah, or no? What wasn't one the little ones that were on the roses? The oh yeah, thi- <laughs> thrip thrips. Yeah. Thrips, oh yeah. yeah. You, don't, a, you don't I, see the thrip, so you don't know what's going on. But I was attacked by thrips up here on the porch one time. <laughs> yeah, the, Jerry the, took the, a rose and shook it all oh, over. And then, <laughs> then we had to send him to rehab for a while. Yeah. So he could recover his confidence. And <laughs> no, I was I was I was just frightened. 
they're, frightened of thrips. Except he couldn't even see them. We would. Uh, uh, we have to admit we we're making it up because yeah. we couldn't see them. They're so small. <laughs> they scratch you, right? They got the little. Yeah, thing yeah, there. yeah. I, I'm not sure. Other than <laughs> he can only think of the, the ladybug. Yeah, the he's stuck on that ladybug. But yeah. the ladybug will eat the thrip. Yeah, if he can catch it. No, <laughs> or she can. Well, I he, should, he can catch. Well, it. I, I would think I should carry some ladybugs with me just in case. But <laughs> you make them sound pretty vicious. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of those uh, thrips, uh, you know the thrips get on onions, and uh, Doctor uh, Roland Roberts, who's he's passed, man. Uh, <laughs> Everybody, Jerry knows is passed. Uh, yeah, I'm that's thinking. true. A lot of that is true. But anyway, uh, he used to work with uh, the onion growers up in the High Plains, and he would go out into the field of onions to. Uh, spray them or put on some type of test and he wore a white t-shirt oh and when he came back uh. it was bloody the t-shirt was bloody because they had they'd gotten on his body and scraped it scraped it to yeah. his blood a savage heroic uh. <laughs> uh, effort by uh, but it didn't A&M slow, it didn't slow him down so did anybody tell him he ought to wear yellow yeah, well, it, isn't, isn't that what they used to the uh, a lot of these uh, aphids? Yeah, yeah. They said that works. <laughs> well, they don't so, like yellow. So if you if you ever visit some of these professional growers, like for tomatoes and stuff like that, I think they hang on the perimeter. They hang these yellow things, sticky traps, uh, and uh, apparently they don't like uh, the color. Oh, no, really? Or they really like it. One of the two. Yeah, the sticky the sticky traps are yellow. Okay. And uh, they attract insects and uh, probably aphids. And uh, they they fly to that yellow. Uh, I, I thought that's why they had people wear those uh, those orange shirts at the well, nurseries. And it's at the true. <laughs> uh, watch out. This is UTSA orange on yeah. the outside <laughs> and UT orange on the inside. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Calvin. See the color difference? Um, Does it make you feel ill? Uh, no, no. Well, I, I don't. I don't understand that joke at all. Um, <laughs> what, are, what are folks coming in? Always, uh, y'all are at the front lines of questions. Are grass. they talking about grass? Really? Grass. Yeah. There what's goes some more people grass? going to the nursery. <laughs> what's wrong with it? Going to the greenhouse. Or, uh, or what's wrong with my trees or the their perennials? When am I supposed to cut this back? No, yeah. that that's a good one. Um, that was came up last week. It was like. Should you wait and cut them back? Should you not cut them back? Do you have any thoughts on cutting them back? Well, to me, anytime you cut something, you're stimulating growth. And, that, right. and that's the wrong thing to do when there's still chances of freezes. Okay. So uh, That's what they were wondering. Uh, and also there, you get the double bang then. you, If you uh, l- wait as long as you can before you're cutting things back, you uh, you also provide some habitat for are limited amount of wildlife, birds and and uh, the other things we have, squirrels and such. The dead, the and dead uh, stuff is insulation, Milton. From oh, my, for in the, my mind. Oh, for the uh, plant. Right. Oh, okay. So you, it's, so it's helping protect it. <laughs> so when the chance of freeze is over, is when you would cut them. Uh, in general, yeah. In, okay. End of February, early March, as long as you can tolerate it. <laughs> oh, by the way, Calvin, not wildlife, but we've. Also learned that feral cats like uh, 
dead blue plumbago. Uh, oh no. They get in there. They love it. Uh, it's like one at a time. They they just bury themselves kind of huh. underneath it and just stay there all day. You know, mm. Westies like to chew on that frozen uh, cauliflower I, and I thought he was going to say they like to chew on the cat. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's no. right. he didn't go that direction. No, no. no they, they, the, the Westies never want to catch a squirrel or a cat. They just want to chase them. There yeah. you go. Yeah, there's uh, there's certain rules to the uh, program for them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they just sit there. They'll sit there and chew on those nubs of the <laughs> cauliflower. And, uh, mm. Yeah. One one thing I'm noticing on uh, Sago Palms. Yeah? Are they starting to come th- back a little? N- no. Oh. But what's, what, they, what they have. We did learn they're not going to be... Uh, it, Kiss them goodbye. Uh, right. <laughs> it's a, it's a uh, they have one green frond. On. Most of them have one green frond. That's a leaf. The leaf. Okay, yeah. And the rest of them are brown. Or yellowish, yeah. I, I noticed They're yellow. Brown. Okay, brown. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I I've noticed them with more than and one. They ain't I, I'll give you a second, another color of gold. Oh, that's oh gold that sounds it. nice. <laughs> so okay, so but anyway, uh, that that's going to throw people off when they see that green one there. They they don't want to cut it cut it back because it's got a green frond in it. Uh, but uh, you might as well if you just got one, you probably just need to take it off too when you take the brown ones off. Oh okay. So you'll have a uni- uniform grow back. I'm trying to remember how quickly. I'm not. They they, but when they start to make their that green grow back, they come ninety miles an hour and they yeah they'll fill that thing up even if you leave that. <laughs> uh, the other the other thing, if you leave the fronds on, they're a little longer than normal. You you can see when they start. Then you do have to kind of get them out, or you get a. Kind of a chaotic mess, and they'll get lost yeah. in the yeah. in the shuffle of good stuff and bad stuff. And do you remember? You recall how fast they came back? They came back pretty quick, although it was February, and so we would have started warming up. You think most of ours started coming back in April? Okay. Yeah, it's got, we got a little wait. I think. Okay. So it's based on the weather, not but on the t- damage is nearly time. as much. Yeah, they don't have watches. Okay, so they're waiting for the weather to warm up. Yep. I wonder where the weather's going to be like this week. I know this weekend was cold. Uh, is it? <laughs> well, kind of. Thirty. I saw thirty-six in yeah. our near future, but that changes constantly. Uh, so I, I saw one that was, was like thirty-two, but Me. then the next uh, next day the it gone up to thirty-four. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it says it's fifty-four. It doesn't feel like fifty-four right now. That's well, that's about three degrees higher than they said it was going to get. Yeah, the low tonight's forty-three. Low tomorrow, low tomorrow night is 38. Oh, then it's 66, 55, 66, 39. <laughs> so no more 36. Well, Ooh, Tuesday night, Jerry. Chance of precipitation? Uh-oh. 70%. Ooh. Well, what? wait until no. you. Oh, that's Tuesday. Monday night is chance of precipitation 80%. Uh-uh. And you know the uh what how much precipitation? It, it doesn't tell us. I think the doesn't this it doesn't the Oh, okay. What does yours say? Well, the, yesterday it, it said 1.7 inches. Serious. So so, so almost 2 inches? Almost. Wow. That would be great. Who said that? The uh it's his the phone, weather, weather, Calvin's weather phone. Service. Cal- Calvin's email is <laughs> <laughs> As if you don't get it. 
Uh, Trace, you're, you're a good marketing man. Would you be interested in selling a, va a vine which produces a beautiful glow-in-the-dark <laughs> yellow bloom that resembles Esperanza bread? Of course. Several t several times a year. If if it sells, I'm happy to try it. That's, he's he's that's setting you up. I know he is. A beautiful glow-in-the-dark yellow bloom. I've seen it. How poisonous is it? No, it's not poisonous. All right. That's kind of uh, how invasive is. I have seen it. <laughs> and it's pretty. There are people that want invasive things. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ipoma, I would put Ipoma is uh, one of the most invasive things there is, but people buy the seed for it all the time. Oh, what is Ipoma? Morning Glory. Oh. Oh, no, yeah. And it's not forgiving. No, <laughs> no. You, you let it escape from the situation, and you have to wait for a cold like we had two years ago to take it out. No. Do you want to? Do you want to let Trace off the hook and tell him what the article is talking about? No, I was just reading Calvin's article. Uh -huh. And uh, cat's claw. Several yeah. times a year, <laughs> the cat's claw produces a beautiful glow-in-the-dark yellow bloom that resembles the Esperanza bloom. There are situations, I'm sure, that somebody would want that. Absolutely. Also, Calvin's email is. Uh, <laughs> he'll let you have it. <laughs> and uh, I, bet, I bet Calvin can root us some. I, you, I'm Calvin? sure he could. Yeah. Just look at the yard and you'll be happy. Have you ever on. tried to root one? Root a vine? No, I've tried to unroot them many uh, times. No, but. Uh, so if we get a, ha a dozen or so of the uh, little. A six-inch, fill it with soil, and just put it near them. Yeah, you go. About a week, we'll have a... Jump in there. Okay. <laughs> you don't even have to bury much. You just put it, lay it on top of the that soil. But you know that... E every plant has a situation that it's the right plant for. Okay. That's right. And so Cat's Claw, what's the right situation? Uh, I don't know, but I bet you there is a right situation. Okay. It's Especially a, since it freezes it's down every very, year. Uh, ex so we exotic and invasive. So we had the uh, air potatoes yeah, yeah, that were yeah. donated to us. Yeah. Okay. We put them in six-inch pots. It's beautiful foliage. And so we, we put them on sticks, and, I mean, there's a situation for just about everything. You just got to make sure it doesn't escape. Okay. <laughs> it, uh, if it does, it grows all the way to the top of the <laughs> telephone poles or uh, electric poles. I, and then, it, then one, it, one day I went in there, and the girls had the pots on the ground. I was like, no, <laughs> get them back up on the table. <laughs> Hey, we're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Nice day to be out here. And bring your camera, as uh, Jerry said. Back in a moment on 930 a.m. green And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Let's find out what's going on in your gardening world. I'm trying to think. I meant to ask Trace what people were talking about with their, their lawn. Um, mine looks sort of yellowish brown with some green things coming out of it. Mine's a nice brown. Uh, Uniformly nice brown. Yeah, it is uniform. It worries <laughs> it worries me. 
Hope, hope with this uh, seven-tenths of an inch of rain we get it Yeah. Well, you want it if it's nice and uniform brown, then it's it's one of the lawn grasses. Right. No, if, no. If, I, if it's uh, the winter weeds, it'd be green, green. <laughs> we have that in the backyard. Lush green. Yeah. We have beautiful, now, beautiful patches of green in the backyard. Yeah. Is that bluegrass? You I think? don't know. Do you want me to bring some in tomorrow? And you... Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it's just the winds. I might, I might start taking pictures for Neil Sperry. Oh, you should. Did you ever call Neil? No. You know, you gotta you gotta talk to Neil. <laughs> You're letting him make all these statements that you don't agree with, and well, he he's making good statements about my bluegrass. Okay, saying that uh, it's resistant to herbicides and everything else, and I, in my yard, uh, it's come it's coming up again. I've got several good patches. Cool. I think what I'll do is uh, when it gets nice enough, I'll take a picture, send it in. And uh, but it's it's spotty. It's not you know it's not uniform like it was when we had rains. Yeah. Well, if you or if you uh, my rescue grass in the cut flower garden is pretty uh, regular. I'm gonna go. In fact, I'm gonna spray it again with the <laughs> grass be gone. Yeah, but you think that's gonna take it out? Huh? Oh gosh, yeah. It took is out that the right? took out the. Uh, just before the freeze, it, oh, it did good. a really good job on <laughs> on the grass that I had sprayed, but I didn't spray the whole garden. You should have. <laughs> Wouldn't have hurt anything. Uh, you know, I, I learn something every time I read Calvin's article. No good. the The last paragraph is is really telling. It said. Uh, Fall moss is not a threat to the trees, but if you do not like its appearance, it can be removed over time by applying a copper hydroxide product to the balls on your trees. Okay. So, uh, I don't know how that would work to put it on the ball, on your balls, but uh, you could try yeah, and if you just ignore him, if somebody, him if somebody just, wanted to remove them. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> so yeah, now you don't you don't have a love for uh, ball moss as uh, much as you do for mistletoe. <laughs> well, look at that. It's gorgeous. What's well, green? <laughs> you want green? No, you got green. I think it's almost better with you have the uniformity of nothing on it. It's, no, everything's gray right now. <laughs> Yeah. It's green. Yeah. That's the only thing green on the trees. And Calvin explains in his article that birds spread the mistletoe, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I mentioned that the ma- it's toxic to mammals, you know, what the d- degree of toxicity is. But it is a, a, it's a fairly potent, I think. Yeah. But uh, the birds just don't seem to be bothered by it. In fact, it's a... <laughs> If it's if you got ripe mistletoe berries there, they'll be sitting there eating <laughs> them off as they ripen, and then of course that's what leads to the new ones because they they either I always think of it it goes through their body and comes out as uh, bird poop, but yeah, <laughs> but uh, other folks uh, I've heard Jerry say this too it sticks to their feet, no. but, uh, but I. Maybe the poop sticks to their feet. Yeah, it could be. Probably both. All yeah. of it. 
<laughs> if you see a bird shaking his foot. <laughs> he's, he's spreading mistletoe. He's spreading mistletoe. Hey, so I have a weird question about that, too. I was walking in the park. Uh-oh. It was a walk in the park. <laughs> and I saw a tree that looked like a oak. You know, the the this was at uh, McAllister, so they've got all these kind of kind of oaky looking things that are just running free and up and down they're not very uniform and coming out of it was this branch that had these horrible looking thorns on it and it was like is it not an oak or was it something like the bird spread something that no, had thorns not on an it? oak probably um does a mesquite yeah. have thorns well, some mesquite, but not that, not so you would notice. Oh my God! This these thorns were two to three inches. Well, yeah, we know what it. What it uh, Maybe it's a new growth. No, it's. Uh, uh, I'll have to take a picture. Also, there's a variety. The variety. I think thorns. I may have, might have all have seen this before. Oh, um, okay. But there's a almost. It seems like a, a number of the parks have at least one. <laughs> Somebody, one of our listeners will, will recognize. And it looks kind of like an oak, is that, but it's not? Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, really kind of almost haunted looking, I always think of it. Hmm. Oh, gosh. I know yeah. we'll think of it. <laughs> Where's Paul's book when we need it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, if you know what it is, maybe uh, somebody's listening. Big Thorns, and what park was it in? It was in McAllister Park. And I want to say Black... Locusts. Oh. That's my guess. That's a locust. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, when I go walking again, I'll take a picture. <clears throat> but uh, Or if you're walking through yeah, it. I, I think there's a there's more than one locust variety. But Oh, yeah. But I think the Watch black out. is a the common one. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Kevin makes one comment in here. Uh, that ball moss is not a threat to the trees. Uh, it's, it, uh, I'm working on an article, uh, stimulated by Neil Sperry deals. Uh, somebody wrote in and said, how do, how can he get the ball moss out of his crate marks? And, uh, Neil said, well, that, that hadn't been a problem here in Dallas for some reason. And I, I've been looking around San Antonio. It's a serious problem. Yeah. And I'm thinking uh, uh, that I don't know why it's thicker on Crape Marrow. Well, that's because they've reached their maximum size and there's so little new growth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think of a tree uh, filled with uh, ball moss, of a Crape Marrow tree, uh, will not bloom as nice and uh, will not grow no. continue to grow I, I hang, on, hang on hang on to that thought because we got to take a quick break yeah. 210 308 210 back in a moment with more of Milberger's gardening south texas on the answer we're back with Milberger's gardening south texas once again dr jerry parsons dr calvin finch Milton Glick and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We'll get back to our Crepe Myrtle Ball Moss <laughs> conversation in just a second. We got Roger from the South Texas Blood, Bank, uh, Blood and Tissue Center on the line. And we're going to talk about uh, kind of the situation in San Antonio plus uh, 
uh, the fact that Millburgers will be here, or they'll be here at Millburgers next week. Hi, Roger. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Always great to, to speak with you guys. Well, thank you, man. This is great. To, so uh, update us on the situation. Uh, we're, we got the blood drive, and uh, they, they make fun of me because I will say that blood is in short supply and the need is critical. And uh, But I know that... Especially they, critical this particular day. And, uh, yeah. and we've been doing the show for 25 years. So, Roger, what's the situation? <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, like you said, it's critical. I mean, we've Thank been in you. this situation since the, since the pandemic, and it hasn't gone away. Unfortunately, uh, the demand for, for blood is outpacing what donations are coming in. So uh, that, that puts us in a, in a binding situation uh, periodically. So, But like you said, January is even, even more so because you got to remember people are coming off of the holidays and elective surgeries and they're waiting for those surgeries to come back now. So uh, the, the, the January is the month where we see the highest the demand for blood just because elective surgeries, people coming off getting insurances again. And and so we see that demand on top of already what, what's needed for uh, traumas and for people who are going through ongoing surgeries. Um, so right now what you're seeing here locally and in our area is about a two-day supply of overall blood that we have. So if we collected no more blood we today, we would have enough for just for two days in our area. And that's kind of why uh, you always see that emergency because we try to strive for a six-day supply here in our area for as big of an area that we cover. But uh, unfortunately, we're just not there. And especially in our, our, our O donors, our O donors are, are what is needed. We need all blood types, but especially O's because those uh, blood types are used in an emergency or trauma, um, or and the majority of us make up O-positive blood. 36% of our population is O-positive. So I know we sound like a broken record, but the need is great. So if you get that phone call, if you're hearing from us, we hope we, we hope you can join us next week here at Millburger from sat- at, on Saturday from 10 to 3. Come out and, and help some patients um, because you're not only helping that patient, but you're helping that family get that loved one back home. Um, to get onto their, to their lives. And, um, we, unfortunately, will all be in that situation at one point or another, either ourselves or, or a loved one will be in that situation. And uh, we depend on the, the help of strangers to come in and, and step up and, and help us. So that's kind of the situation right now. And uh, hope to see as many people as we can on Saturday. Always great to partner with Millburger. Yeah, the uh, and uh, I know that from Giving Blood that... Um, do I have my numbers right that it's uh, that one donation can help three people? That's correct. One donation can save three people. It can help up to three people. But unfortunately, only 3% of the eligible population actually comes out and donates. So if we can boost that number at least by 1% or 2% more this year, uh, we would not see as many shortages of blood that we are currently experiencing. So, yeah, one donation can save three lives. Um. And, and uh, we're talking with Roger. Roger, I don't know your last name. This is Ruiz. Ruiz. Oh, yes. oh, hey, I know Roger. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I took a second. They uh, call me the Blood Man, so that is just the nickname they've given me here locally. So no. scary. Talking with Roger Ruiz, who yeah, is the, with the South the, Texas the Blood, blood Man. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Roger's doing a great job, and uh, the um, oh, uh, so let's let's dispel some myths. Because, or, or I'll ask you, why do you think that 
that percentage is so low? Do you think it's people worried about time? Do you think they, they're worried about it's going to be painful? Neither one of those, for instance, is true. Um, right, definitely. So I, you, I think the biggest uh, biggest thing people have always asked or have told me or they told us is that nobody's personally asked them to come out and donate, and that's oh. why they don't come out. So I mean, you're hearing us and you're, you're listening to this. This is our ask to you to, to, to please come out and donate um, because you never know uh, those that one donation can save lives. But also, I mean, there's a lot of myths, like you said, out there about why people don't donate. People may feel that just because they're a diabetic, as long as they have been under control, no change in medication, they can still donate. Um, the list goes on and on. Maybe a piercing or a tattoo that they recently received uh, doesn't uh, defer you from, from donating as long as it's done at a Texas licensed facility and not in your uncle's garage or anything like that, where you, you can still come in and, and donate. Um, but uh, you can always visit our website um, and find a whole list of, of, of uh, things that may defer you. But we ask that you never defer yourself. Uh, things are always changing. The FDA is always changing some guidelines. So, so those changes uh, uh, are, are updated on our website. So visit our website. If you're on medications or anything like that that you may think that may defer you, um, go there first. If you give us, have any questions, give us a call at the at the center, and we'll really answer those for you as well. That's the questions I had. I mean, do they? Uh, how many years ago, when we, the things that made you ineligible, certainly have changed in the twenty years that we've been there, oh, twenty five yeah. years. So, yeah. how how often do you recommend if somebody that hasn't been has been rejected uh, 15 years ago. Is it worthwhile for them to try again because ru- rules have changed? Yeah, definitely. I, w- I definitely would ask them to, to go back and, and give us a call or look at our, 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 our website. Um, just recently, the FDA um, updated uh, their, some of their guidelines for our military who were stationed overseas in Europe and in France where they lifted that. Uh, regulation where they were scared of the mad cow disease and you were not eligible. That has now been lifted. So things like that are changing all over all the time. And as being here, um, Military City USA, uh, you know, we have a big population of military who live here. And, and this is one way that they always wanted to give back, but always were deferred because of that reason. And the FDA, FDA now has gone over and switched that. So that's another uh Things like that are changing all, all often. So uh, go back to our website or give us a call because what may have deferred you 15 years ago, um, it probably is not a deferral now. And uh, this is one way to get back to your community. We just recently had a, a group of veterans come in and said they served in World War II and in Vietnam and they wanted to give back. And this is one way they were giving back to their community because they said they were, they were proper heart veterans. And they all said we, 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 we got injured in, in combat, but we're here now to give back to um, the community that we serve, and this is our way of giving back. So uh, all different reasons why people come in and donate, but if you've been deferred, great way to go to find out is visit our website or give us a call here at the center. We'll definitely answer those questions for you. Well, that's a good idea before coming out to the um, the blood drive here, too, because you can you can do some things in advance, can't you, to make, the, uh, make it a little easier, quicker? Yeah, definitely. So the day of your donation, you can definitely go to the website and get that. Uh, if you're you're planning to go out there, uh, fill out the questionnaire, which will save you some time. It's our donor doc event 
where you can fill out the questionnaire. It asks you a brief history of your medical history and your travel. Uh, once you fill that out, um, head on over to the to the blood drive, and that will kind of increase the time that you're there with us. Um, we actually ask you to give us about an hour from start to finish, um, but the actual sticking and the needle in the arm takes about 10 minutes. The rest of that time is just going through screenings and uh, recovery afterwards. So uh, then afterwards, like you, like, like I think uh, what they said earlier with snacks and, and, and drinks and, and stuff, and you'll walk away some some goodies that we're giving away to people yeah. on Saturday. So. And Millburgers always has thank, little thank you gifts, too, for, for donating blood. And, of course, the South Texas Tissue uh, Blood and Tissue Center also has uh, thank you gifts as well. Um, what, why are you looking at me funny? Oh, I just it's, it's it, I'm just want to verify that it's not it's not true what Jerry said that if you've eaten rutabaga in the last uh, <laughs> two weeks that you shouldn't uh, give blood. Is it? Is, is that true? Is, have you heard that, Roger? <laughs> I've, that's that's the first I've ever heard of that. But yeah, no, I, I, we have a lot of firsts I, on this show, Roger. <laughs> that people don't hear anyplace else. A lot of people uh, don't eat. You know, quit eating turnips because huh. you can't get blood, can't out, get of blood out of a turnip. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry you have to hear that, Roger. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, come come visit us. And I, and I like your idea uh, because people that donate blood um, are very, very loyal. They, uh, I'm sure you get a lot of repeat. Uh, but uh, maybe it's time for, uh, if you're one of those people, to, to ask a friend personally. Hey, listen, I'm going to go to... Be over at Millburgers next Saturday doing the blood drive. You know, will you come with me? I'll, I'll pick you up. I'll take you over there. Especially, uh, well, you know, some of those folks. So many folks have been collecting that gift certificate yeah. for the uh, Christmas tree. Yeah. They could give the blood and they could uh, take a look at the all of the plants and everything that are available yeah. for that gift certificate. No, lots of good reasons. Uh, They're uh, also getting a gift certificate for giving yeah. blood. Yeah. So. Well, Roger, what else uh, do you? Uh, I, I know we're encouraging them to uh, to uh, come out out next Saturday from ten to ten to three. Uh, but if they if they just can't do that, they can also go to your website uh, and give the website too, uh, and they can register and uh, go to one of the donor uh, centers, right? That that is correct. So we have eight local donor rooms here within our area, and then one in Victoria as well that they can go. They can visit SouthTexasBlood.org. And visit one of our our our, our big sites or our, our donor centers that we have throughout the area, or they can always look for another mobile drive that we yeah. have out in the community that they can visit us. And they can visit SouthTexasBlood.org or give us a call at two ten seven three one five five nine zero to find a, a location that may be more convenient for for them to come out in. Um, and and then, like you said, this is a great way to give back to your community uh we're, we're asking people to donate at least four times this year you can donate once every quarter and with that one donation that you're donating that's 12 lives that you're impacting when you come in yep. and donate at least four times this year very cool roger ruiz uh with the south texas blood and tissue center mr blood they call him is that right <laughs> that's, that's, that's what i've been told all right. Well, uh, I'll have somebody come visit us next week when, when you're out here and we're on the air, okay? Give us some updates. We'll definitely try to do that. All right, ma'am. Take care. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thank you for having me. Bye, Roger. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website and get all the information, and you, you'll 
find out about uh, there's there's someone passing this horrible rumor about rutabagas. We don't know who it is, <laughs> but uh, you'll find out that that's just a myth. I should have asked him to bring a, well, a list of all those. Uh, well, and the good the good news is the list is not very long. Restrictions, yeah. No, oh, okay. oh, I thought you were going to say everybody that eats rutabaga no, has, no, been, ad- no. has <laughs> been identified. So yeah. both of you can come out and uh, after eating rutabagas and uh, donate blood. Well, but, I, but but the, a real question is that uh, the medication. A lot of us that yeah, are older have taken a lot of medications, but uh, I understand that some of the medication requirements have yeah. changed. Yeah. So you may be eligible. Well, when for when years ago you weren't. So it's good good to check anyway. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Um, thanks to Roger for coming on. You were talking about crepe myrtles, ball moss. You're very concerned about this. Well, it'll be an interesting. You article. were. Who was? You were. You were like, I see them everywhere. <laughs> I see them in my sleep. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I didn't realize it was a regional problem uh, until Neil wrote that about uh, not a problem in uh, in Dallas, Fort Worth. So. Uh, I'm putting together some articles uh, that Calvin wrote and that I wrote. And uh, we're talking about uh, ways to control it. Uh, the Cupro, uh, Trace just told me a while ago, that they don't, you, you can't get a, a cosi. Yeah, like the old days. That's what you used to recommend. So uh, we've got one called Cupro. Cupro, Cuco, yeah, Cuco, but it's see you for the copper and then cupric, cupric hydroxide. Yeah, I mean, there's about three three ways to describe it or four ways. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's a it works like a metal. I mean, it has metal Uh to take care of the bomber and. We've also, in all articles that we recommend, that I found, uh, recommend that uh, 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 power, uh, uh, baking soda. Recommend baking, baking soda. And uh, like I said, uh, my good friend uh, Gerald Johnson I don't think he's passed. Oh, good. He just retired to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Way to go. <laughs> I hadn't checked on that. Too. Okay. I'll check by next, well, maybe next week. But uh, he tested that. He's a plant pathologist for Texas A&M. And uh, he, he, when people were recommending that, he was, he was working with uh, – Oak wilt or oak decline, as they used to call it, up around Fredericksburg, uh, no, up around Kerrville at the gun, gun cl- the country club up there, and uh, so he tested it, and he said it worked even better than coastside. Hmm. Hey, we got a we got another guest on the line too. This is kind of a surprise, but I'm going to see if he'll hang on a second. Uh, 
this is the, the guy that's going to be here next week, too. So we'll get all our commercials out of the way, and we'll spend some time right after this talking to David Rodriguez. Back after this, he's going to talk to you about the upcoming seminar on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. David Rodriguez is on the line. He's going to be here live in person next Saturday from 10 to 11.30 and he'll be talking about fruit trees, but we're going to talk to him about what he'll be talking about. Hi, David. How you doing? Thank you for waiting. Hello, guys. Yeah. yeah no problem. Can y'all, can y'all hear me okay? Yeah. Can you hear us okay? okay? Yeah. I'm driving now, but I, I'm ah. talking to the truck. I'm talking oh, okay. to the truck. I just want to make sure y'all can hear me. Oh, yeah. But, that's uh, cool. Yeah. Right. Yes. We'll be, um, we'll be there uh, live next Saturday at the beautiful... Millburgers Landscape Nursery. Um, we start right at ten. It'll be a, a seasonal a horticulture topic, which is of high interest in the traditional month of January. So, uh, be it if you already have a few trees, fruit trees in your backyard, or you want some key points on how to maintain those or add to your family home orchard, or if you have a piece of property that you're thinking of maybe adding more or new trees. We'll be covering all subjects uh, on that, on the types, how to select them, the varieties, and uh, proper planning and maintenance on them as well. Yeah, so, uh, and people... uh, Sounds good. That's better than the presentation you've ever given, David. There we go. And maybe we Uh, should, yeah, maybe we should get a bus and you can... Give the presentation as the buses while you're driving the bus and everything. Oh, well, I, I didn't know what he was referring to. Yeah, uh, we'll just, yeah, we'll just. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a nice spiel. Yeah, if you look to your left, yeah. you'll see a uh, <laughs> you'll see a Satsuma. The Satsuma. Is a, yeah, so that's great. So, David, is what kind of questions do you expect? Uh, uh, you've done this one before. What are some things that people uh, maybe keeps them from doing it, or they they have a uh, keeps them from being successful. Well, I really like this topic, and it's it's in season. You know, this is the time of the year that the millburgers and the nurseries bring in a good quality fruit trees and berries and grapes and all that good stuff. So, um, you know, the biggest thing I think is uh, particularly training of trees. You know, proper uh, initial pruning, hard pruning. On, and on peaches and, of course, pecans and things like that, not planting them too deep, uh, taking advantage of the dormant season of uh, uh, planting them correctly. You know, bare roots, bare root trees used to be the standard, but everything has uh, moved in, pretty much has moved into um, containers. So, you know, really, really picking a good tree, uh, cutting it back is very hard for people to cut them back you know our, our recommendations are ba- based on commercial orchards we want people to have success on that um, containers if they're rooted in real well to examine that root system and loosen it up so we'll, we'll be covering all that and then also you know fruit trees have some inputs you know there are not only proper selection planting maintenance but you know, proper spraying programs. You know, we don't spray these big pecan trees like we used to years back, but 
these smaller trees, you know, you have to do some inputs of uh, spraying them, weed management, proper irrigation. And then we'll talk about the, the earth kind type of fruit trees, which will be very low inputs, you know, like a pear, a plum, a blackberry, a fig, you know, those types of trees. High input versus low input uh, type How of about trees. the high impact? If you got a lemons and limes, if you got a uh, idea uh, how to the, a formula for for success that way, David. I'm kind of losing yeah. my uh, confidence in the getting those to grow constantly. Be with the weather we've been having. Well, sometimes grow them in containers. You know, it's very it's a challenge to put them in the ground unless you possibly want to replace them every ten, eight to ten years, but. You know, let's keep Satsuma mandarins as a potential yard tree, but let's size it up, grow it up as a container patio tree for three years or so, then let's get it in the ground in a protected location in April or so. But uh, lemons and limes, uh, everybody wants to grow. They're a lot of fun to grow, but probably best to leave them in big containers. All right, yeah, that'll be an interesting topic, I'm sure. A lot of your attendees yes. will have uh, had yes. some unpleasant experiences these last three freezes. Oh, definitely, maybe. definitely. We'll also be mentioning Trace doesn't have them now. Maybe, maybe next weekend, but for sure the the week after the talk on Saturday, this new uh, uh, grapes that is coming out early. Uh, you know, Santos always the hub typically of new plant introductions via the Texas Superstar uh, plant program, but Dr. Stein is a big part of this release. It's called Southern Sensation. Southern Sensation uh, seedless grape, which is the Arkansas 1400 grape. And it's basically the uh, Thompson seedless grape of Texas. So we're very, very excited about this grape. You know, Thompson seedless is the most popular table grape, but, you know, they have to spray it up to three times or so with gibberellic acid to, to size up the, the, the fruit and help them become uh, seedless. Homeowners don't have to do this, so Trace and Millburners will have this. I'm not sure next weekend, but we're going to start pushing the word out on this grape because we're very, very excited. You know, it's uh, Victoria Red was a champion. This one's going to even be higher, I think, and better than Victoria Red. Wow. Gosh. Do you Very have enough cool. time for all these topics? Yeah, David? this is going to be good. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. and and by the way, David is very generous with his time too. So if you have uh, want to ask questions after the presentation, David stays around and as long as he can, and and we'll talk to you as well. Looking forward to seeing you, David. Hey, yeah, will you will yeah, you come up on. on the porch with us next week and talk about the rodeo tomato? We can do that definitely. Yes. Okay. My uh, uh, our article our. Our article next week will be about the rodeo tomato. Oh, good! Thank you so much, Calvin. We appreciate it. <laughs> Very cool. All right, and uh, we have the rodeo tomato right here at Millburgers already, so you can get it. Uh, and uh, David will be here. Nothing to do, just uh, come and enjoy. If the weather's uh, cool, you'll it'll be in the greenhouse, and uh, uh, you can enjoy that there, where it'll be warmer. And uh, David does a great job. Thank you, David. We'll talk to you next hey, week. Guys. You take care.
Bye-bye, David. All right, 210-308-8867. Uh, for more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com on that. Uh, Ray is on the line at 210-308-8867. Ray, thanks for waiting. How can we help you today? Yeah, uh, y'all started talking about this uh, articles or something that, that y'all, that uh, Dr. Parsons and Calvin were going to work on uh, yes. for controlling ball moths. Can, can you talk some more about that and how do you... How do you spell that that particular uh, treatment that you can purchase now? I mean, I don't I don't really have a severe ball moss problem right now. I've noticed some very small, very very small, like penny size okay. that I picked off of a few of my crepe myrtles. So I'm thinking as a preventative, maybe I ought to do this like once every two years or so. But um, if you can talk more about you know how much baking soda and how you how you apply that or or are you still in the research stage uh, before you, you know, actually create the, the, the text for instructions on how to do this? Uh, and how do you spell that chemical? I guess that's the main question. Yeah, okay, the, it's spelled uh, uh, what the the Q-Pro or whatever. No, the Q-Pro. It's B A K I N G. No, he knows no. how to spell baking. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Come on, uh, uh, I'm going to take those blue bonnets off your off your screen there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is our Ray. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, Ray. Uh huh. Like I said, we work. I'm working up the article then now. Okay. Uh, my computer is a. Uh, so slow, I'm going to have to get another computer, but uh, I've okay. loaded it up with crazy stuff. But uh, anyway, it uh, uh, we're going to... Uh, I didn't realize baking soda was available everywhere. Uh, did you realize? <laughs> you know, uh, you I, used, no, this is not the it, first time I've heard it, of this. It's, it's everywhere. Agricultural yeah, stores. It's yeah, everywhere. it's ever No, I, Walmart. Oh, really? A Costco. HGB. Big units of it? Yeah. I yeah how that. much is he going to need to spray? I mean, he can't get that little box of Arm & Hammer, <laughs> can no, he? No, it's in uh, uh, six-pound six bags. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I'm going to publish all the... That's a lot of baking Jeremy, soda. <laughs> I had uh, my son, Jeremy, uh, do a search for uh, quantities uh-huh. of baking soda. Okay. He came up okay. with a list. I couldn't believe it. Uh, really? Uh, Costco. Uh, huh. All the stuff. Uh, I every, didn't know that. Everything you could remember. And one, one if I'm, I think I'm right, uh <laughs> It just came up with some weird places, but uh, they have uh, baking soda is used for a lot of things, and uh, uh, the uh, I'd I'd like if anybody knows, (laughs) uh, I would like for somebody to find out where that recommendation came from. As I remember it, uh, it came out of the hill country. And I want to say Kerrville, but uh, that's like I said, Doctor uh, Johnson uh, tested it, and it's it works. It's not one of these crazy things that uh, doesn't work, and it and it's big time organic. Uh, because uh, like like I tell people, my my old mama used to brush her teeth with it. 
till she was 85 years old. The yeah, teeth that were. A lot were. of people still use that. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. still use it. I think they have toothpaste with it in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, we haven't been recommend. Well, we've been kind of recommending it on the sly. But uh, but it, I'm I'm confident that it works. Now I don't know what kills ball moths. What in baking soda would kill the ball moths? I don't know. Uh, you're, you're doing the research. You need to yeah. find out. Okay. Well, I I don't know. <laughs> But anyway, uh, it, Gerald used to say he said that it it works, but of course we couldn't recommend it because it wasn't on the label. Uh, I've got uh, I've found two articles, <laughs> uh, one by Dr. Calvin Finch hmm. in the primetime. Yeah, I know news, him. Yeah, yeah. You papers. learn something new from him every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every week. In the week of uh, January twenty third, two thousand six, that was wow, way back. Then. Yeah, oh. and uh, he wrote on ball moss on the, in the trees, <laughs> in your trees, and uh, he writes. Uh, he he uh, in in addition in addition to cosides, which you can't get anymore. Many food stores also sell baking soda as a ball moss control. Technically, so, uh, it, it, and it may not be legal, but it's used at the rate of 60 pounds per 100 gallons of water. Oh, God. But uh, so you'd have to break that down. I haven't broken that down into... Uh, Four, uh, yeah. six pound bags. I'm, I'm hoping you're gonna. I'm hoping you're gonna break that down for us so that uh, the regular okay. homeowner can, <laughs> yeah. can, can, uh, can easily, uh, you know, adapt to how much to put in and how many gallons of water to spray on. Oh, the, on you there. want me to do everything, um, huh? Yeah, I want yeah. you to do everything because oh, there I, you go. yeah, that. <laughs> um, hey, uh, so the articles are not out, are not on Plant Answers. You're working on them, but right, uh, right, right. Yeah, I'm okay. sure you'll tell us so, when they're. Okay, good. So, how do you spell the other stuff that you the chemical it's that called, you're It uh, looks like it's C U and then the capital C, small U, capital P, capital R, capital O. Cuprol. Cuprol. Yeah, it says fungicide, bactericide, uh, yeah. dry flowable copper hydroxide. That ought to do it. Okay. <laughs> I could have gotten him. <laughs> All right. And <laughs> anyway. I, I know Trace has that. We'll have to ask him some more about that. But uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I just did a search for QCUPRO, and I, I'm not finding it on on the returns yeah. I'm getting on Google. Oh no, you did so C- CU. CU as in like the periodic table, the element copper. I right. think that's how Trace, and then PRO. Yeah, that's all right. I did. I got it. Yeah, um, you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, place I, to, I did not. C C U P R O. Try it, and you can also try cupric hydroxide. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, maybe C U is not copper. Is C U copper? Oh yeah, C U copper. Okay. Cupric is uh, well, copper has a whole bunch of different. So so spell that, Calvin. P C U P R I C. That's it. And then hydroxide, H-Y-D-R-O-X-I-D-E. Okay. Cupro-high. 
dioxide. But, but that that's what they used to used to be the active ingredient in our cosa coside. Oh. Know. Oh, here it is. Cool. Yeah, now that, oh, okay. Okay. Now that that I'm finding, yeah. Uh, <laughs> precursor for in a copper. Okay, so it's got a lot of copper in it. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, man, that would really be helpful if y'all, if y'all when you publish that article. Uh, you, know you know what would be sure. helpful to me? <laughs> no. Take one blue bonnet pictures? No. We're <laughs> close. Uh, yeah. Take me some... Uh, uh, Ball moss pictures in uh, in a uh, crepe myrtle. Crepe myrtle. Oh, I've happened to have a crepe, uh, some crepe myrtles that are in my neighborhood that are just covered with there ball moss, go. and I have some okay. real go, real good close-ups of it too. So I'll send those to you. Okay, I appreciate that. But, right. but yeah. you know, uh, we, we use ball moss pictures usually uh, in oaks. Uh, and mesquite, right? And, and mesquite, mesquite yeah. and things like that. No, oaks, right? More on oaks. But yeah, but yeah, there, pro- there's a there's one or two crepe myrtles that are probably oh three hundred, four hundred yards away from where I'm living um, in, in in the neighborhood next to mine here in Converse. That uh, I mean, there's there's one I remember taking pictures of that uh, has got so much ball moss on it. You can tell the tree is starting to decline. Yeah. Um, and, and I think I, I, that was that is the uh, reason I'm doing this article. Good, I, good, I, good. Because uh, now, <laughs> before we get these heavy rains that are coming, is the time to apply the copper spray. Oh, the, really? When it uh, rains? Or the coside. Yeah, it uh, even even the coside. Uh, we we would talk about applying it in February first of March, okay. uh, with as much water as we can use huh. to carry the uh, product into the center of yeah. the ball moss, the clump. Huh. Okay, that's interesting. And, uh, okay. And, and so, but if you've got some <laughs> close to the ground that you can spray. You just spray them to probably run off, drip till it drips off. Well, right, you could the do Cupro it. you're talking about, yeah. Well, the no, no, but the baking soda. Oh, the baking cheap. soda. Baking soda okay. too. Yeah, so yeah, it, but I, you know, we don't know how much to add. Y'all are still looking at that. Well, but on uh, on the six pound bags, I I think that they do have a they recommendation. Okay. All right. Thank you, Ray. Okay. We'll talk, talk to you all soon. All right. I'll send you those pictures. You good, the man. Good. All right. All right. All right. All right. Talk we'll, to you later. Bye-bye. We'll man, take I... this opportunity to take a quick break and come back in a moment. You're listening to uh, Millburgers Gardening South Texas on a beautiful sunny day now. Oh, yeah. So uh, come on out and uh, visit wind. with us. Look at the flags. Still no wind. <laughs> yeah. Bless other hearts. Hang all right. Straight down. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. My hair it happened just the other day. Hey, welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer does this uh, crepe myrtle have uh, ball moss on it? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. A few, yeah, a few, a few, a lot. Now you're talking about. One in the upper. Are there two trees in that, or just one? 
Who took that? Uh, what's that? Who took it? Uh, I don't know if he wants to, to <laughs> people to know no, he has that, bomb moss in that, his. Uh, well, <laughs> no, that is nothing to compare to what uh, you're going to see. Uh-oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> there, there are some trees that got got so much bomb moss on there that uh, you can't see the limbs. I mean, it's yeah. a solid ball moss. He wants to know if he should pluck them out. Yeah, he can. As few as he's got there. Oh. Wait till you see Ray's pictures. Okay. But see, uh, Cruz, I'm sorry that you're you're not going to win the award for <laughs> most ball oh, moss. Oh, that's, that's nothing there. Ball moss in a crepe myrtle. Oh. I mean, if you just had a few, I'm talking about they're so thick on there that uh, you won't be able to see the leaves. And you they definitely won't bloom. Now you're bomb moss shaming him. <laughs> but okay, we'll look and see for Ray's picture. So, yeah, in your article, I'm betting there are a lot of people now that are going to push you to get that, that write-up out. Yeah. And if you got a well, you se- know, severely contaminated tree with bomb moss, uh, give us, drop us a picture, send us a picture. And you can send it to Milberg, I mean to Milton. You send Milton at klup.com. There you go. That's easy. I'll send to, it to Jerry. That's easy to remember. And do they need to, how do they, what if they don't want you to publish it on your website, they just want to send it to you? Do they have to get Forget it. Do they have to get permission for you? Wimps that don't okay. want to send it? Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I, know. I don't need the name. Oh, okay, just the picture. So, but uh, uh, there's no shame. Make a, make a note that this is Jerry Cohn that contaminated, yeah. not me. <laughs> okay. I, 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 have, I have sympathy for a uh, uh, ball moss. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm usually the one that's defending this ball moss, remember? Yeah. Actually, you change. <laughs> people would just mention ball moss, and you would be like, oh, my God, run. <laughs> Move, move slowly to your vehicle <laughs> and leave the house now. Yeah, for a while, he was getting pretty, pretty dramatic well, about that. I, I know it's like Calvin says in his article that I'm quoting. Uh, you know, it's on telephone lines, especially around Pleasanton. Yeah. Uh, even uh, there was a, a uh, again at McAllister Park. There's a whole fence and a. Yeah, a power line above it, and it's covered with ball moss. Yeah, it's just killing that fence. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Matt, I'll bet you could use uh, baking soda on that. There you on, go on that fence. Mm. Well, that, I can it, see the story now. <laughs> Milton killed, uh, <laughs> electrocuted yeah. on by a baking soda yeah. solution. Oh. <laughs> Oh, we told him not to use that baking soda. It's not labeled for that. What are you doing? <laughs> but but that that's the nice thing about baking soda is that uh, it's used for everything. I mean, you look up baking soda on the Internet, you can't believe what the No, there's a lot of different people that use and it. And that's why it's in so many places. Yeah. I, I figured when I started writing this, I said, Supply is going to be my problem. Oh, hell no. Supply is not the problem. Like I said, it's in Costco, probably H-E-B. Well, all those all the egg supply yeah. places are, are feed stores. Yeah. Well, I put feed stores. 
first because oh. I knew we knew that was in yeah. there. But uh, it's it's everywhere, almost every store. I'm going to publish a list of where it is. If we have any dentists that want to call into the show, <laughs> they're listening. They can tell us why. Why it's in toothpaste and... Uh, <laughs> well, the thing about it is, once you mix that up to spray, if you have any spray left, you can goggle with it. Could you take the toothpaste and use it on each one of the Absolutely. pieces of moss? Absolutely. Okay. You're just making stuff up now. <laughs> All right. You're the one made it up, <laughs> not me. You just agreed with it. All right, 210-308-8867. <laughs> 210-308-8867. But uh, I need somebody to, maybe dentist, to look up and see if uh, baking soda is allowed to be used on plant material. I suspect uh, they've, uh, there's with all this less or- pressure than there used yeah, to be. with all this organic stuff. Because it just it really doesn't make much sense to, <laughs> you know, it's not... Yeah, I'm sure even the uh, industry is. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's. And not. it's available so so many places. Yeah. In large bags and containers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, we we'll we'll try to finish this article. I don't know if I finished it tonight or not. Oh boy, that'd be great. And then, how long does it take to get published on your site? Oh, not long at all. Uh, I mean, my man can, my webmaster. I've got to wait for the pictures to come in. Yeah, Ray, get those pictures in. <laughs> Ray, Ray's a good man about those pictures. Good. He's the, his his pictures are uh, front page of plantanswers dot com in that rotation of, of blue yeah. pictures. The ones that just knock you out of your seat every time. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave those. On the front page, you know, okay. I used to change yeah. poinsettias for Christmas and all that, but I got tired of changing them, so yeah. I'm just going to leave them with all blue bonnets. Okay. And I've got pictures that I took last year uh, that I haven't put on there. A bunch of the pictures that we took out at uh, the Verstraten Farm and uh, out around Von Army and places like that. Sheila's on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, Sheila, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks so much. Really enjoyed listening. I have a quick Thank question you. about pre-emergence for St. Augustine Yard here in San Antonio to begin with. Uh, okay. Is seems like the most stubborn thing you cannot get rid of in my yard, at least. So what yeah. can I do to get rid of it and keep it out and to diminish it? Well, Oxalis, uh, she wants to know uh, what to use for Oxalis. And uh, that's a, I guess that's considered a broadleaf. And uh, uh, it, it, it produces a lot of seed. I mean, just it's almost... More seed than uh, a horse herb, but uh, it it comes up in the spring. So I would imagine she wants to know how to get oxalis out of her yard. Uh, yeah, is it growing 
I bet you it's growing in the shade, isn't it? Yes. Where the grass is kind of thinned? Uh, yes, partial sun, partial shade. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not, it's not easy to kill, but Nuh-uh. there are some, I can't remember the names, but some of the products where they emphasize oxalis control on the on the uh, front of the on the label, track, on yeah. The label yeah. So kind of you got to kind of look for those. Um, I've fought this for years. <laughs> Either I'm not doing it right or something because it's well, not but coming, coming but back. But yeah, a lot of times. I mean, there's <laughs> there, there's a lot of horticulturists and uh, landscape people that just say, well, oxalis is almost impossible to control. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. it drops so many seed. Yeah. It's just like our horse herb. Yeah. It's not it's not e- it's not easy at all, but you got Yeah, if it's going to work, you you really do have to follow the recommendations uh really pretty closely and wa- and look for the t- the temperature requirements. Yeah. And the volume and and what condition the plants are and Jerry made that point about uh make sure you under, understand uh, you know how how much growth it can't be at the at the end of its life cycle yeah it's got to be how early can you put out something for pre-emergent oh pre-emergent well oxalis is going to be tough on pre-emergent because it's a well i guess you got both seed and yeah uh Perennial, right? Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I bet you you don't have oxalis now, do you? No, nothing's growing yeah, now after because it's been so tree. dry. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you might be ahead of the game uh, to put put a pre-emergent out uh, before the rains of spring. It's like in that sweet milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Bring bring that oxalis up. Where do you, do you live close to Millburgers, or do you live close to any other? Yeah, okay. yeah, no, I live close to Millburgers. Okay, because I, I, I think I'd go look at the the front of the the, the labels. labels so that you're you're because I'm I, I'm thinking it's a uh, if it's a perennial you'll have both um their their root growth. Mm-hmm. But you also have all that seed. Yeah. So you have to kind of take that into consideration. Well, let's see. Well, we, we'll come out what, and see what we got. What, what do we have? Uh, uh, image? I mean, that's... What, what pre-emergence do we have? Uh, the pre-emergence? Yeah. Yeah, for in, the image for a different... Some of those... Um, for grass burrs. Yeah. Those, those new... Um, Oh, those combination things. Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to think of the the products that we've. Shoot, my old age is catching up with me. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I would. Old age, hey, yeah, Jerry, I would just. Jerry, do you? Just uh, yeah, get, go to the the displays like at Millburgers and look okay. look for that Oxalis listed out on the front <laughs> label, and then. Then do a little le- reading of the. It doesn't take long, but just a little reading of the label to see what it's telling you. You know, it'll say control perennial uh, oxalis by doing this. Mm-hmm. 
do or the and then the seeds by doing this because right. it's not easy it's a it's a tough weed as yeah. you well know what were you going to say sheila you had another uh one real quick i wanted to ask you if you remember that we, this will date us both years ago you said what's the definition of coincidence uh-oh you what's the definition that? of what coincidence coincidence oh okay coincidence it's when God works a miracle and decides to remain anonymous. <laughs> oh, I like that. And Jerry Parsons said that on the radio. What? It's got to have been 25 years ago. Wow. I would, if I could remember 25 mm-hmm. years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank you. Appreciate Thanks, Sheila. that. That's a good, good, good way to close. When God yeah. decides to work a and miracle. Then, and then Sheila, anonymous. we're at the end of the show now, but we might bring... Maybe we'll bring that product uh, that up tomorrow a little okay. bit too, and we can we can talk to Trace. And tomorrow we can look great. at some of the labels. Bert has sent me this picture. We can talk about that tomorrow too. He's got seeds. It says it sounds like I think what he's got going on is seeds that are inside his tomatoes are starting to sprout. Yeah, and grow. That's common. So we will talk about that tomorrow. All right, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. See you tomorrow back here on 9:30 a.m. This is the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>